Welcome to Feeding Frenzy, a podcast brought to you by the Breastfeeding Resource Center. The BRC is a nonprofit organization in Abington, Pennsylvania. We're here to provide support on various parenting topics to help you get through the roller coaster ride of parenting. I'm your host, Colette Acker. Let's take this journey together. Okay, we have another exciting topic for you today. We're here with Dr. Gail Heron, and Gail is the medical director of the postpartum unit at Temple University Hospital. I've known her for years because she's this crazy local breastfeeding advocate, and she was a former BRC board member, and the BRC, our lactation consultants, provide all the lactation services at Temple, so we get to work with her too. And after all these years, I'd consider her my friend. So welcome, Gail. Thanks so much. Happy to be here. Sure. And we could talk to you about a number of things, but what I really wanted to talk to you about was um, antenatal hand expression. So you and I had an opportunity to work together on a research project, and unfortunately, the pandemic hit, which didn't totally allow us to do it the way we wanted to. Um, But... Let's talk a little bit about that because I want this subject matter to get out to the masses. And right now, it's not there yet. So, Me too, good. Yeah. So when did you first first start hearing about antenatal hand expression? Uh, gosh, uh, I can't remember exactly when I started hearing about it. Um, I mean, you know, in OB, we've often done nipple stimulation, which, you know, is is different um, than hand expression. So I guess it was um, probably five years ago. I can't remember the exact circumstance. Um, But it sure is a good way for um, a woman to practice hand expression, number one, become familiar with her breasts and and how to do hand expression. It's also um, good to do prenatally because very often what happens, especially for first-time moms, is they feel insecure about the amount of breast milk they have in the first couple days. So practicing the hand expression um, is is good because it gives a little bit of extra milk to feed the baby in those first few days so that she can get a little bit extra sleep. And it also stimulates milk production. So um, yeah, I think when I initially heard about this um, years ago was, I think it was around insulin-dependent diabetic women and their delay in milk production in some cases. So they were often supplemented with formula and how can, you know, if your hospital doesn't have that bridge milk of um, donor milk, you know, how can we help these people? And so this subject came to fruition, I believe, from that. And then you start thinking about all the reasons people might need to supplement in the first couple of days while they're in the hospital. And you think about anybody who's had a history of low milk supply and like, hey, let's let's give them a little power, um, a little extra oomph to, to have as a backup source in the hospital setting. 
Yeah, that was a, it was, I think that you're referring to, it was a nice study, it was done on diabetics. What was good about that study was um, it, it, um, it actually, I mean, not only was it helpful to have a little extra for, as you suggest, for babies who need it for whether it's hypoglycemia, hyperbilirubinemia, but also for mothers who are insecure. But it, that study also showed the safety of prenatal hand expression. That was very helpful to, um, f- because I think that there was a lot of concern early on that uh, by doing hand expression, you know, before, especially before term, before what we consider term, which is 37 weeks, that it may put a woman into preterm labor. And that is not the case. Um, I think that for those of us who practice breastfeeding medicine or lactation know that that's not the case because women can breastfeed through pregnancy right. and then want to breastfeed, you know, their two children together. But I think that they're, you know, because in the OB realm, you know, we do this thing called a contraction stress test, which is stimulating the nipples to get a woman to contract. We felt that that was going to be similar, but it really is not. Yeah. Especially because when you do hand expression, you don't really touch the nipples. You don't really do nipple stimulation. Right. You're working uh, around on the areola more so than the actual nipple. Um, and so I, the research that they've done on this, they're the amounts that people are getting out are, are pretty small. Although I've seen some families in the hospital setting coming with syringefuls. Um, so, you know, just like anything else, we're going to have varied results to this. Um, I also heard of people using the Haka pump to get some milk out. And I wonder if that you know, if people can't seem to work the hand expression or it's not working for them to get the drops out or finding it difficult to collect, that may be another inexpensive option for people to obtain some extra milk. So we suggest pulling it in syringes and freezing it until the big day, correct? Right, exactly. Um, we, I think that, you know, when you and I did this little pilot study uh, for our patients where we looked at, and we started at 39 weeks uh, gestation, which really didn't give us a lot of time because women are getting induced so um, around 39 weeks. So it didn't give us too much um, leeway. But, you know, really, I think you could start hand expressing at 36 weeks. You hand express into a little cup of some sort. We, we I think, for our study, used a little medicine cup, a little cup that you put the medication in, just something small because it, it, if it's too big, it may just end up coating the sides of whatever it is that you're expressing it into. And then, yeah, drawing it up into these little syringes that have a cap that you can put on them and put them in the freezer uh, to get ready for the big day or the big day and the week after. Yeah. And so, you know, let's say you get thrown into labor. Sometimes you're going to forget that. <laughs> Grab that milk in the freezer, but someone can bring it for you if you forget it. But it's amazing to me. So when you run into babies with low blood sugar, hypoglycemia issues, three drops of colostrum can make a huge difference. And that's number one reason why babies are supplemented with formula in the first couple of days. And, you know, we have some other options of um, using the, gosh, what's the gel called? My brain is mush. Oh, um, glucose gel. Glucose gel, thank you. I'm like, sugar gel, sugar gel, yeah. Glucose gel. Um, But the colostrum can work too. So really encouraging families to have that. Or if they get quite a bit, they can give little bits, maybe if the baby's extra fussy, give a a drop here or there. 
but it really might help these families to go uh, to maintain that exclusive breastfeeding experience that we're encouraging them to do. I think that what's interesting is there the, the women who are at risk for a low milk supply or a delayed milk supply, women who are obese, women who have PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, women who are diabetic, whether gestational diabetic or others, those are, and certainly older prima Paris patients, women who are having their first child a little bit older in life, they're at risk for a low supply or a delay in their milk supply. So all of those patients at the minimum should do it. But I agree with you for first time moms, since their breasts are going through that development for the first time, they also may be, I mean, it may not be actually delayed. It's normal, but it just appears delayed to them because the baby seems hungry all the time. Yeah. Um, the first couple of days and weeks is stressful. Um, I also sometimes wonder if um, back a hundred years ago or more, uh, there was more milk sharing. That is, you know, the sister would grab the baby if uh, the mom really wanted to take a nap and, you know, give a couple sucks, as you say, it doesn't need all that much to keep the baby quiet. And that, that doesn't happen with the nuclear families. Women, people are separated from family members and there's a, there's a fair amount of paranoia about, you know, milk sharing. Um, which is appropriate. I'm not saying that you should be doing informal milk sharing, but so I think that hand, prenatal hand expression can be really helpful for many patients. Yeah, and I think like that second night where the baby is freaking out. So these kids are tired the first couple of days and then they wake up and they're just like, where am I? What is going on? Where's my mom? I want to be plastered to her or have her nipple in my mouth. So you have this evening where it seems like hunger and, you know, maybe a couple extra drops of colostrum might help that night because that's where we see if you work in the hospital the second night, that's where they dive for the bottle of formula. Um, and I think that's exactly right. I think that just a couple drops can give the mom a couple extra minutes of sleep, even an extra hour of sleep. That's tremendous for healing and making you feel so much better. Yeah. I even remember with my third child, I delivered at a birth center. So I was home when she was five hours old. So the second night I was home and called her crying and she's like, Colette, Colette, you know this. What What is today? And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry to bother you. <laughs> no. So, yeah, it's it can be very crazy. Um, so where can you get little syringes at any drugstore? You know, that's a good question. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I do think that you can get them at drugstores. Actually, I know that you can because I got them from my daughter-in-law. So you can go to a drugstore and get syringes. Um I mean, I think that you don't want them three milliliters, um, three cc's, cubic centimeters, all you might want. If you can, five centimeters is fine, but um, the smaller, the better. Um, I think an insulin syringe would probably be too small, although maybe not, but I think the smaller, the better, because you're really only going to get a few drops. Yeah, Um, like one ml, two mls is fine. Like, don't think that that's not enough. These kids, your baby, in the first day of life, is taking about five mls so if that so five mls is a teaspoon so we want to remind people that the tiny amount is awesome um and to collect any drop you get and then you stick those syringes in a ziploc bag and pop them in your freezer and i like i think it's a good idea to label them put the date on them why not um you know just in case you know you you um 
for whatever reason. You always want to date and late date and time your the any breast milk or anything that comes out of your breast that you're freezing and going to give to the baby, just so that you know when you did it. You can use the oldest first. And so, should they bring it on ice, or um, do can the hospital store it for them, or would that be something that they would just keep in their room on an ice pack? Um, well, I would say most hospitals, our hospital has a breast milk for refrigerator uh, in the nursery, the newborn nursery. So you can bring the frozen, I, I would recommend bringing it, and as we did for our study, have a little cooler, maybe have a little ice pack, put it on the ice pack and bring it in. And as soon as you get to the hospital and labor, let them know and they'll bring it over to the newborn nursery. That's why it's important that you label it actually. And now I'm saying you could should put your name on it yeah. because if you're going, you know, not only the date and time, but put your name on it. Um, and they actually may generate a hospital label and stick it on there for you too. But most, most newborn nurseries, uh, have a breast milk refrigerator to put it in and i recommend using it because once you thaw it you're going to need to use it so you want to use it over the next uh couple days yeah that uh reminds me gail was meeting up with her patients giving them the packets and then i was talking to them via zoom on how to use them it was just so you have to do that one again <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny that you say that. We are incorporating uh, prenatal hand expression into our next grant that Yukiko and I are doing. Um, we the first grant, the first study that we did was it was an NIH R01 funded study to incentivize women to breastfeed by paying them. Um, they were, you know, we recruited them in the hospital, and then if they said they wanted to breastfeed, then we would give them increasing amounts of money over the first few months, uh, first six months of the baby's life. Um, and then now we're going to write, do another study where we do the same kind of a thing, incentivize women to breastfeed, but we're going to include prenatal hand expression and we're going to use the Pacify app. So um, hopefully, because with our pilot study, that was really good. It really showed that um, those women who did prenatal hand expression were much more likely to exclusively breastfeed in the hospital and uh, oh, breastfeed. And what about that other study where you paid people to breastfeed? <laughs> I want to hear more about that. Do we have the results of that study? It's, you know, it has not been finalized. We have okay. finished the recruitment, but we haven't finished the um, we haven't finished Follow seeing up. all the patients yet. So they they were followed to a year of life. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and they weren't get paid that much, and they didn't have to prove that they were exclusively breastfeeding or anything. They just had to say that they were still breastfeeding, and they got paid increasing amounts of money. The idea was to, you know, to incentivize women through those tough times, you know, yeah. that, that that give them another incentive besides all the great benefits, but to see if, you know, similar to a smoking cessation program, that that's, that was, it was modeled on a smoking cessation incentivization. Um, that's awesome. I would love to hear more about that and adding that hand ex antenatal well, hand expression. Well, you never know, Colette, you might be involved in the study <laughs> since we probably need people to uh, teach hand expression. Right, right. So the other big reason I, I feel like this is important is like the number one reason for people weaning early is a perceived insufficient milk production. And I feel like this will show people you have milk, you know, it, it's there, it's available. And um, if we need a little bit of help in those first few days to make the baby seem a little more sated after feeds, then all the power to it. And it's, it's, it's seems like a simple thing. Um, would they do it more than once a day or just once a day? I mean, they could do it 
I would say anywhere between one and three times a day. Um, I would say I don't I don't want anyone to feel too pressured. You don't need to do it all. If you're starting at around 36 weeks, which I think is a good time to start, um, that gives you plenty of days before you're going to deliver. Um, I don't want to make anyone too crazy. I just want people to practice it and do it so that they have something. So I would say one to three times a day. I wouldn't do it a whole lot more than that. Yeah, and there's great videos. In fact, um, we have on the Breastfeeding Resource Center YouTube channel, like Getting Started Playlists, which have some great hand expression videos. Um, a lot of those videos are after the milk supply has increased, so I don't want you to feel... <laughs> <laughs> like less of a human when you're getting drops of colostrum uh, but yeah we, we have mind. a similar problem actually it's true the, the, the it seems to me like the the video that we were playing for patients it's mature milk so they have all that oxytocin you know that big squirt but the first droplet website has a good uh, hand expression yes I, I, and I it's both. really just drops that come out at first you know it's really not squirting although Sometimes if the baby doesn't latch immediately after birth um, and the baby has to be go to the intensive care unit or for some, for some reason, if the mom expresses her milk right after birth, she may have a little squirting that one time. Um, but if the baby wants the baby, because maybe because it's been in there during her pregnancy, but I, ha I, have, I, know, I have seen some videos where there's a little squirting of the colostrum, but it doesn't last. It was that first time and yeah. that's it. And it's also great, like, if breastfeeding's going well, or if you have a sleepy baby, to entice them by doing some hand expression and getting a little milk out at the tip of your nipple for, for them when they latch. So, you know, you can use it at any time. It's a great tool. Or if you get stuck without... Stuck on a highway. Exactly. I'm thinking, that's what I'm thinking. Stuck in a traffic jam, you don't have your pump or you can't plug it in and you're engorged. And of course you want to save your milk, but you need to have that skill for hand expression. It's a very important skill to have. You never know when you're going to need it. Yeah. The I'm lights gonna... go out, you know, anything. There you go. There you go. Uh-huh. And look, people used to laugh about disasters, you know, oh, how often is that going to happen? We're seeing them all the time now. Tsunamis, right. hurricanes, right. you know, this stuff happens. So having this skill is just a nice backup for you. Yeah, you forget one part of your pump. You bring go to work and you forget one part. You're all freaked out. You forget one flange. You forget one thing, one tube. You're just, yeah. you're stuck. So it's definitely a good skill. And quite frankly, in other countries where you know technology and you know financial things, pumps are not that that um, available. And women are hand expressing all the time. I'm sure you've seen pictures of women hand expressing for donor banks. They're 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 you know they're milking away they're milking was. away they are cranking it out it's amazing <laughs> well any other words of advice scale before we go um commit yourself to breastfeed commit yourself to exclusively breastfeeding um realize that the first couple days two weeks is really challenging um hand express i suggest hand expressing you know starting at about 36 weeks saving it bringing it into the hospital, it will really be helpful. Someone else can feed the baby also, you know, father of the baby, mom, somebody else can feed the baby, can give you extra time. Um, I guess that's about it. About I can't it. think of anything else. 
Well, we are definitely going to have you back because I'm sure we can use an OB for plenty of topics. It would be my pleasure. Always wonderful to talk to you. Great. Thanks again, Gail. And thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to The Feeding Frenzy. The BRC is a nonprofit organization committed to providing expert clinical and educational breastfeeding services. Find out more about us at breastfeedingresourcecenter.org.